you're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Episode 4. And today, we're talking all about webinars and how to use them to increase your leads. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and I work with thought leaders and experts to help them double their income, their freedom, and their impact to create a business and a life they love. From my business background of 25 years, I've learned there are three key areas to growing a successful business. Your mindset, your talents, and the people you surround yourself with. Here in the Business Lab, we'll interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they have used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Hey, hey, Samantha Riley here and welcome to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. How are you today? I hope you are doing fantastic and having an awesome week so far. How's the new show going for you? Are you loving the new format? I'd love to know. And if you could help me out, before we get started, I would love you to head over to iTunes, subscribe to the show because that helps me out so much, helping other people to learn about the show, having it uh, show up in the search results. And give the show a five-star review or a five-star rating and a review. And I would absolutely love to give you a shout out on the next show. And uh, and thank you in person on the show so that everyone can hear. That would be so, so amazing if you could help me out. Let me know because I love to hear how it's going. You know, I'm sitting here in my little office and recording this and feel like I'm all alone, but I know that you're all there with me. So, you know, reach out and let me know how it's going for you. Anyway, today I have an amazing featured guest on the show, Jeff Ronning, who is the co-founder of Stealth Seminar. So we're talking all about webinars and him and his team have a front row and advisory role to webinars that are running around the world. They have observed over 19 million webinar attendees. So if you've heard that webinars are not working or they're on the way out, I think those numbers will show you that they are certainly not on the way out. So Jeff's going to help you today to grow your business with one of the most powerful marketing tools available, which is webinars. So let's jump straight in and let's play the interview. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you very much. I uh, really appreciate you inviting me, Samantha. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you today about webinars and specifically automated webinars or evergreen webinars as as we hear around the traps. But just before we get into that, I'd love you to give us a little sneak peek behind the curtain. Who is Jeff? What makes you tick? Jeff Jeff is a lifelong avoider of jobs. Uh, Jeff is a guy that um, has the most fantastic plan, uh, family on earth. Jeff is a guy that's uncomfortable talking in third person. <laughs> um, oh, that makes me laugh. <laughs> You know, I, you know, I've had a lot of, I've had a really diverse, cool life and, um, got to do a lot of cool stuff. And, um, 
I get to continue to do it. Um, I don't know if you want to, if you want me to talk about my, my younger days. I'd love you to share your story of where you've come from. Sure. So, you know, as a kid, I was kind of weird. I wasn't like into baseball. In fact, still not bores the heck out of me um, or sports or things like that. I was into the power of the mind. And so I got in trouble in sixth grade for hypnotizing some kids at camp. Um, later that year, I got in trouble for hypnotizing some boys in the bathroom, which nowadays sounds really odd, but there was nothing weird about <laughs> that. Uh, you know, that, that led um, to a career as a stage hypnotist. Um, after I left, you know, traditional school, I went to um, hypnotherapy school, which is they didn't. That's all they had back in those days. I became a uh, certified hypnotic instructor with the National Guild of Hypnotists. And uh, me and my wife, um, you know, traveled around the United States doing hypnosis shows. And I started to, um, you know, get recognized for the success I was having by other stage hypnotists. So they started to come to me and ask if I could help them. So I started mentoring and uh, training other stage hypnotists, including some from down there um, where you are. Mm -hmm. And um, during that process, I was also doing a lot of webinars. So I thought to myself, well, this stinks because <laughs> um, <laughs> I do not like the manual labor, you know, the repeated sort of things. Um and I've always loved automation. So I went out to automate my webinars. And lo and behold, there was no one that allowed you to automate webinars. Mm. It didn't exist. So I thought, well, that'll be easy. That'll be easy to do. And of course, that was a nightmare. And that was a multiple year journey to find someone that actually build me that software so that I could use automated webinars. Mm. And during that time, I also had some real big um, marketing gurus on my email list. And they saw what I was doing. And they said, hey, I'd like to use that. And uh, my wife, who's the smart man in the family, said, Jeff, you should let them use that and take their money. So that is how Stealth Seminar was born. I actually went back to the people that developed it for me and said, hey, you want to go into a partnership? And they said, sure. So we created the tool. Obviously, we had to change it to allow others to come in and be able to use it. And that was uh, February 17th, 2010. Wow. The very first day we offered it. And we've got some of those customers still with us today. That's so cool. There's so many little bits of gold just in what you said there. One that I picked up is that you've used your experience and the story of everything you've done to wind up here. I think that there's a lot of people that do one thing and then they decide to transition into another thing and they don't realize that they can take those skills or that experience across and they feel like they're kind of starting again and they don't use that story coming into the next transition or the next phase. And I love that you've had such a, a different background to wind up where you are now, but you've used that experience. And the second thing was noticing that there was a really big gap uh, and there was a product that you were looking for that you couldn't find anywhere. So you decided to do something about it and fix it. And 
wow, look where you are now. So cool. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, it was a very interesting transition. And I think even to this day, being a person that was a live performer for multiple decades, you know, and and combining that with somebody that was a stage hypnotist, which gives me insight into a lot of psychology, mm. um, you know, it really gave me tools that were so powerful to be able to apply to the webinar field, you know, because webinars are obviously a presentation. Automated webinars are a presentation, but they're slightly different mm. because you've got to – or you should, if if you desire it, put in faux interaction. And so I had a lot to draw on as a presenter of uh, thousands of performances in my past life, as yeah. it were. Yeah, that that's awesome. Webinars. We hear all the time as thought leaders, you know, in this professional services space, whether we're coaches, consultants, whatever it is that we're doing, I've heard it a lot around, actually sort of just at the end of last year, so many people coming into my world saying webinars don't work anymore. Now, I have a very strong view on this, but I'm not going to share it yet. Um, I'd love to hear your take on that. Sure. I would say that those people are 100% correct. Webinars do not work for them. Um, I would that is say very, can I just story that that is gold? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, as we go through life, I remember back when I used to, um, you know, train hypnotists and it doesn't matter what you do or how you do it. You know, there'll always be people that come up to you and say, Oh, that doesn't work. And it's like, there was a time when I was really young as a trainer, I used to go, oh, well, here's, you know, here's the numbers and here's the data and here's that. Now I just go, oh, okay. You know, I mean, if they, if they want to argue something that's so idiotic and say that webinars don't work, I mean, uh, you know, I just, maybe it's, maybe I'm just getting older, but. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a ridiculous statement. <laughs> I, I, mean, I agree not with even you. A, I totally you know, agree with you. I, the, think, I would guess for that same person, telemarketing doesn't work, direct mail doesn't work, email doesn't, you know, I yeah. mean, it's never the tool. It's, you know, it's how you use the tool. Absolutely. And maybe it doesn't work for multiple reasons, like the content, the, uh, you know, not seeding the right offer not providing the right content to be able to get the the prospect to where they need to go but it's like anything right if we, we it's not going to work the first time we need to practice we can't walk the first time we stand up we can't read the first time we pick up a book and and so webinars the same and i also come from a stage background like you from the from the dance world I was in a dance studio for 15 years doing the same moves over and over and over and over to get to the point where we could actually go on stage. And I, I think that it's like anything in life. You're not going to be a master at it the first time. So I wanted to come straight out of the gate and knock that one right on the head. Um, for anyone that's listening and think that webinars don't work, keep at it. They're very powerful. Well, yeah, and they don't have to take – 
you know, my word for it. They can look at the re the research that's out there and, um, you know, they can go to marketing Sherpa. They can go to all different types of benchmarking and professional services out there. <clears throat> and what they'll see is that webinars are always the most valuable tool for people or the second most valuable tool for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you say, you can't put together a terrible webinar. You can't give a bad presentation. You can't invite the wrong audience and expect it to be successful. Mm-hmm. But that has nothing to do with webinars. That has to do with your effectiveness yeah. with webinars. Yeah, yeah totally. So uh, I'd love to ask you this question. Back in 2010, having the very first automated platform, how how did the market take that with it being so new and, and not being live and interacting with you on the webinar? Well, of course, most people, you know, when I was using it, in fact, I still get a lot of those people I was using it with will ask. I mean, I get asked frequently, probably four times a year. Um so those weren't live, you know. So the people that were on my events, no, the market responded, you know, very, very, very positively and very fast. It was the early adopters um, that that jumped on it, and the people that were kind of tech. So when we, you know, we consider kind of more internet marketing people, uh, particularly in real estate space, they jumped on it right away, and they recognized the value because. Well, it's, you know, you're leveraging your time. Mm-hmm. You're making it easy for your attendees to attend. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were doing um, what's called um, lead generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'd be getting people to attend a webinar. Uh, they might be um, driving them to an, set an appointment or they'd be offering them a product for sale. Now, when you think about automated webinars, um, if you're giving live webinars, most people can't give or they don't want to give more than one or two a day. That's really it's challenging. Mm-hmm. But with automated webinars, you know, you could literally have them run 24 hours a day. It doesn't look like they're running 24 hours a day. But to your attendee, it looks like they're just running once a day. Mm-hmm. But they're indeed running 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So um, you get to do a lot more and it's a lot more convenient for your leads or clients because they don't have to be syncing up with your time zone. They're basically consuming it at, at their convenience, not at their convenience whenever they want, but at their convenience within their time zone. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Absolutely. So I would say the first group that jumped on it, recognized it hard and fast, were the more of the internet marketers mm-hmm. and uh, particularly the real estate marketing uh, industry. I mean, they're still very, you know, they're, they still use the heck out of the tool. And that's those are the clients that I just told you a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Some are still with us from day one. Mm-hmm. That's those guys. That's so cool. That's so cool. And congratulations for having a customer or a client that stays with you so long because that's you know, that's not so easy all the time. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Webinars. So what do people use webinars for? Let's let's start there. Yeah. Um, So people, you know, they use webinars for all different types of things. Like, um, you know, a moment ago, I just said it was mostly internet marketers, particularly in the real estate business at the very beginning. Um, and that's what it was, but that's been some years ago, obviously now. And, um, as the, as the time has gone by, 
you know, we've gone through different phases. I mean, all the customers have continued to stay with us, but the tool has kind of opened wider. So now we also have a ton of offline businesses that use us like surgeons and attorneys, um, elective surgeons. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have lots of um, educational um, places like uh, we've got some driving schools that use us, some hospitals that are doing like their health uh, lectures on our system. So every day they're running their diabetes class or, or whatever it happens to be. So people are using the webinars to deliver some educational content. Uh-huh. Plus they're also using it to deliver paid courses. In addition to that, they're using webinars to sell products plus to generate leads. Mm-hmm. So going back to that elective surgeon, maybe someone's looking to get some dental work done. So, or, or the attorney, maybe the attorney is looking to get some, um, accident victims, let's say. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very easy to target within the geographic area that you want via pay-per-click ads and serve up your ad so that when someone's, you know, has the need, or let's say you're, you're doing, ba- you're specializing in bankruptcy. So you could just serve your ad to those individuals that have those needs that a prospect would click to learn about bankruptcy, go over to a webinar registration page, enter their details, and then attend your webinar. Mm. On your webinar, what you'll be doing is establishing trust with them. You'll be demonstrating your expertise and you'll be providing value. So you've just done that in a, in a very non-threatening way. And now it's very easy for you to make a special offer like come into the office and uh, we'll sit down for a free 30 minute evaluation of your situation. Mm. And on that, I I don't know the exact stats, but people people think that you're more connected with video when they can see you. But I saw some research in a course saying it's actually your voice that people connect with more because they can hear your voice, but they can still create their own images, which means that they're more emotionally attached to what you're saying because they've got their own stories or their own images in their head. Um, and I remember oh, it was probably about 18 months, two years ago, I was in the, the lobby of a hotel when I was there for a conference and someone actually heard my voice and turned around and went, oh, my God, it's Sam Riley. I'd never met that person, but they recognized the voice instantly. So I, I think that webinars are very powerful from that, from that perspective. Absolutely. I mean, they really allow you to make that connection with people. Yeah. Have you found that people are more open recently to the, to coming onto automated or evergreen webinars because we're really living in this instantaneous society now where we want it now? No, I think that, um, you know, depending on how you're going to do them, like, I, okay, so I'll give you the highest converting schedule right now for cold leads. Mm. So the highest converting schedule for cold leads would be to run a webinar at the top of the next hour mm-hmm. and then to run a webinar tomorrow in the a.m. and the day after in the p.m., so in other words, when someone comes to that webinar page, they see that you're doing the webinar once a day. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So if they're surfing the Internet, they probably have a little bit of time right now. So they'll probably hang till the top of the next hour. Mm. Now, um, so if someone gets there at, say, 945, 
the webinar is going to start at 10 a.m. If someone gets there at 1.15 p.m., the webinar is going to start at 2 p.m. Mm. With that schedule, what you will see is that you will get an approximately 80% show up rate to that top of the next hour webinar. It's enough pain to where it appears as if it's live, but it's also um, close enough that people will wait and give you a staggering show up rate. To put that in perspective for, for people that aren't, that aren't up on that, a sh the show up rate is after people register and, and attend your webinar, the typical, the typical considered excellent show up rate would be 35%. Mm -hmm. So using the schedule I just gave, you're going to get an approximate 80%. Yeah. Massive. Huge yeah. Difference. Now, you know, some people choose to say it's an automated webinar. Some people choose to say it's a live webinar. I choose to say neither. I just let people come to their own conclusions as to if it's live or if it's automated. Mm. So that's what I'm comfortable doing. Go I was going to say, I'm glad that you brought that up because that was actually my next question because I remember when the messenger bots started, you know, coming out, people were starting to talk about them. There was a few people that were trying to make it so that it seems like there was a real person at the other end, which, you know, over time is, you know, people start to realize actually it's not a person and they get more frustrated. Uh, and, and what I've been taught is a better way to do it is to, to say right up front, it's, it's a bot, uh, so that you've got that expectation. So I want, yeah, I was wondering the same with the webinar, but you're saying we're best off to test that ourselves to try it as a live or to try it as a recorded, or you're saying just go with what feels natural to you? Go with what feels natural. Mm. You can make your webinar appear absolutely 100% live. Mm -hmm. um, I, I in my webinars, I, I make them, um, uh, you know, I give the impression that they're live. Uh, I'm comfortable with that because I don't say it's live. Um, for me, it's the same thing as like an autoresponder email series. You know, it's like um, those go out and I don't I don't start those at the top and say, oh, this is being written in on January 14th, uh, 1989. Here's your <laughs> message. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't need to so, go to that depth. <laughs> so I'm fine with that. And uh, so I just let people come to their own conclusions. If they think it's live, the conversion is much higher mm -hmm. and the benefits are much higher to everybody, including the attendee, because the attendee is much more engaged. True. And that's a really good point. And I want people to remember that because that's certainly something that my mentor taught me is that when we're, when we're getting someone on the webinar to interact, they're more likely to be invested in what you're saying not put it on in the background and go around cooking dinner and they're not really listening at all. Right. Yep. Yeah. What are, what are the other tech requirements that would, that we would need to have this up and running? The um, only tech requirements would be for you to create your webinar and then um, have it in some sort of standard format. So standard format would be like a QuickTime file or an MP4 Mm -hmm. um, I prefer like MP4 files mm -hmm. and that's really the only tech requirements on that you need that the customer needs. Mm -hmm. Nice. So evergreen webinars, 80% show up rate. You only have to do the work once. It just goes on set and repeat. It's just 
a no-brainer, right? We're getting our message, so it's leveraged. We're leveraging our time. We're leveraging our message and getting it out to people all over the world. We don't have to worry about being up at 3 a.m. trying to run a webinar so it works with someone else's time zone on the other side of the planet so our business can be global. Is there anything that you can think of that there's a reason why we wouldn't run an automated webinar? Yes, I can think of three good reasons. Awesome. I cannot wait to hear these. One, Mm -hmm. you do not love your family. (laughs) Well, nice. I like it. If you don't love your family, don't run automated webinars. Yeah, well, you know, you'll you'll harm them, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to harm. Two of your self-saboteur. And three, if you don't want any uh, clients. Easy. So if you don't love your family, if you love to self-sabotage yourself and your business and you don't want any more clients, don't run webinars. Love it. it. Excellent. The big tips by Jeff Ronning, 2018. (laughs) Those those are the only reasons I can think that you wouldn't run automated webinars. Oh, I love it. Jeff, you've been an absolute wealth of information today. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. Before we finish up, I'd love you to to share with us, where can we find out more about you or um, more about Stealth Seminar? Um, StealthSeminar.com would be a great place, Um, and uh, they'll find me there. They can find us on Facebook. Too easy. StealthSeminar.com. Jeff, I'd love you to leave us with a with a parting quote. If there was one thing that you wish that someone had have told you before you started your business, what would it be? I think um, someone should have told me how easy business was. Everybody acts like it's hard. It's not that hard. It's pretty simple, you know, when it comes down to it. And it's a hell of a lot of fun. Mm. It is a hell of a lot of fun. I'll agree with you there. It's a lot of fun. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much, Samantha. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community especially for thought leaders and experts just like you and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favourite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast Click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.